Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. William Penn, one of the founders, uh, was a Quaker, was a progressive at the time, a peaceful man. Uh, Pennsylvania is now tearing down the statue of William Penn. Uh, Dr. Jerry Newcomb explains the political correctness that is now erasing history. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, we have an interview with a returning guest and fan favorite, Dr. Jerry Newcomb, is carrying on the legacy of Coral Ridge Ministries, which is now providenceforum.org, and he is reviving America's Christian roots in our history. Welcome to the program. How are you today, Dr. Jerry? Doing great, thank you very much. And just, you know, Coral Ridge Ministries is the overall ministry founded by Dr. Kennedy, and now a division of it is Providence Forum, and that is a, a group that I have the privilege to lead. And Dr. Peter Loback, who's still very much with us, founded Providence Forum. He and I wrote a book together many years ago on the faith of George Washington called George Washington's Sacred Fire, which well, proved beyond a reasonable doubt that our, the father of our country. Yeah, and now you're making a film series about George Washington. Uh, go ahead and hold up the documentary version and where can people find this? Talk about sure. it. Sure, well, first of all, people can get information at providenceforum.org on all the different things that we're doing. Uh, and the George Washington episode is one of seven of different aspects of America's Christian roots. The name of the series is The Foundation of American Liberty. And it's a series of films that I've made, one hour documentary each one. The Beginning of Wisdom, by the way, deals with education that will be coming up soon. And each of these documents, documentaries, by the way, include, at least on the DVD format, they include bonus footage. And in the case of the, uh, the beginning of wisdom, we have a whole series of interviews that Kirk Cameron did with me many years ago about America's Judeo-Christian roots. And the, the whole goal of all this is to, to educate Americans about the rich Christian heritage that we have in this nation. And so you, you mentioned earlier that there's this recent episode where uh, the Biden administration, uh, the National Park Service under Biden was planning to remove the statue uh, of William Penn in a park called Welcome Park right there in Philadelphia, the city he founded in the state that's named after his father, Pennsylvania. And he was, as you said, progressive at, you know, at his time. He was very tolerant. He, was, he had tremendous relationships with, with the Indians. He, the whole colony, the whole Pennsylvania colony on the premise of the golden rule, treat others as you would have them treat you, and then the liberals in modern times were saying, ah, that's not politically incor incorrect enough or correct enough. And so they were gonna tear down that statue. Thankfully, the people, when they learned about this, spoke up. So for now, the Park Service has said, oh, no, no, we'll, we won't do this. We're not gonna tear down that statue and replace it with a Native American display or whatever they were gonna replace it with for now. And so so is it because 
What, why does the Biden administration want to attack history? Is it because he was Christian? Is it because he was white European? What is their, what is their logic for trying this? I would think all of the above. Uh, I think there is definitely a war on America as founded. And uh, you know, you, you can watch some of the programs on some of the, some of the liberal cable channels, uh, you know, where there's this constant push against America as founded. But the fact of the matter is that, you know, the founding fathers were, you know, white, they were of European descent and so forth, but, but they drew from some of the best ideas accumulated through the years, and most importantly, from the Judeo-Christian tradition. This whole series of films that I've made uh, in the uh, the uh, Foundation of American Liberty series, which includes, by the way, in the, the one called A City on a Hill, has a whole two sections, actually, on William Penn, because he was so significant. They don't like this idea that America was founded as a Christian nation, but they don't realize it's because we began as a Christian nation that people of all faiths or no faiths are welcomed here. The, you know, in effect, let me put it this way, the founders gave us, or they acknowledged religious freedom, which is a gift from the creator. They gave us religious freedom. What the secularist left wants today is not freedom of religion, but freedom from religion. Freedom of religion allows for those who don't believe to practice their unbelief. It, it allows people of other religions to practice their beliefs. Freedom from religion restricts that. And in fact, when you see, you know, wherever the communists, for example, have had full sway, full-blown communism, uh, you know, whether in, you know, in Russia or in China or North Korea and so forth, they totally restrict religious freedom because you know, if you will, to put it in the words of Rabbi Lappin, one of the guests in, in some of our programs about this, uh, he said, secular fundamentalism is a jealous faith and, uh, you know, cannot abide the idea of, you know, somebody having this, this different type of view. So secular America, fundamentalism, that I'm gonna start using that phrase, secularism yeah. that wants to wipe out and yeah. censor and destroy anything that looks Christian in America. Let's take a short break. When we come back, Dr. Jerry Newcomb will talk about our founding fathers and other ones who are being censored. This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back. I'm Dr. Chaps. We want you to sign a petition today to stand with Israel. They are under such attack with Arabs and Muslims killing Jews, but here is the Bible territory that God promised to the Israeli and Jewish people. Even in 1993, in the Oslo Accords, Yasser Arafat agreed, these are the current borders of Israel and it's their land. Let's sign that petition, PrayInJesusName.org. Again, PrayInJesusName.org, sign it today. I'm Dr. Chaps. You know, Jesus taught the parable about sowing the seed and you don't want it wasted, you want it to grow with 30, 60, 100 fold for the kingdom of Jesus Christ. I'll tell you three mission areas that we're doing here at Pray In Jesus Name. I think our charity does more with less than any other charity I know. We are fertile seed. For example, number one, we pray in millions of television homes every day or every weekend on eight networks. We have 2.5 billion home TV impressions every month. The second area, we feed orphans and children in some of the poorest slums overseas. 
we're building a new vocational school, we're digging wells, and we're serving the poor when you give to pray in Jesus' name. Number three, we defend religious freedom, especially for our troops and our chaplains. We've now helped send five million petitions to Congress. We've helped change bad laws or policies in 13 states and four times in federal law. You know my story as a former Navy chaplain, standing up for the right to pray in Jesus' name and defending religious freedom. Would you donate today? In fact, we want you to come up monthly pledge sponsor. When you visit PrayInJesusName.org, on the right side, click the monthly pledge sponsor button at PrayInJesusName.org. Your monthly gift will help change the world in Jesus' name. I'm Dr. Chaps. Do you wanna get free news alerts faster than everybody else? Do you wanna get invitations to private events to come meet me in person? Do you wanna get a free religious freedom window decal? Pick up your phone, it's right there by your hand, and text this word, text the word PRAY to 24365. Text the word PRAY to 24365 and we'll sign you up. Then call us at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D to get a free religious freedom sticker. Call today. Defending your religious freedom. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm here with Dr. Jerry Newcomb of providenceforum.org. Uh, Jerry, what, what kind of resources can people find at providenceforum.org? Well, there's regular columns that we produce about uh, these these kinds of issues and this idea of, you know, the war in America as founded and so forth. But uh, we also have short videos. In fact, I've taken a lot of the, the video segments of this and put it into short digest because I realize people's attention spans aren't great. So I mentioned William Penn. If you go to ProvidenceForum.org and just scroll down a little bit, you can see real soon. Uh, little segments about William Penn. And that includes some segments from Dr. Peter Lilbeck, founder of Providence Forum. He's the, the president of Westminster Theological Seminary. And anyway, he made a lot of little films that we, we post there uh, about not only William Penn, but about the founding fathers meeting in Philadelphia and so forth. But here's the bottom line, chaps. America is an experiment. And this experiment can be summarized in two phrases, self-rule under God. You could see this so well articulated in the Declaration of Independence that we, because the creator has, an endowed, has endowed us with our unalienable rights, we have these different rights. They are God-given and what the Lord gives, you know, let the state not take it away, as my good friend Bill Federer says. And Bill Federer, by the way, is, is a guest on these programs, so is, Peter Lilbach, so was Os Guinness, so was Eric Metaxas, so was Daniel Dreisbach, and so forth, and others. And very pleased with how uh, Dennis Prager participated in, in this and so forth. But bottom line is, if the state gives you your rights, then you have to you know, beg the state for those rights to continue. But the founders recognized and acknowledged, no, 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 God is the one who gives us our rights. That's why this, this idea of self-rule under God is so critical to understanding. And frankly, it all began in the Mayflower. On the cabin, in the cabin of the Mayflower, on November 11th, 1620, when the pilgrims were blown off course, they made world history. They took the religious covenant, which they got from the Bible, 
this concept of covenant, an agreement, self-government under God. They took this agreement and they politicized it in something called the Mayflower Compact to combine them all into one unified group, into a civil body politic. That phrase comes right there from the from the Mayflower Compact, which was written in the name of God. Amen. Having undertaken a voyage for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith, we, we make this agreement. The reason they made this agreement and had all the men sign it, which was the custom of the day, was because they did in, the, in their goal to create this colony in the new world, uh, they, they had to hire some, some strangers who were compatible with their goal to create a Bible type commonwealth, but they weren't a part of that biblical covenant with them. They were blown off course. Okay, they were they were sailing for the northern parts of Virginia, which in those days would have been about where the Hudson River is today. Virginia's map was much larger and they were blown off course. They were providentially hindered from being able to sail beyond, you know, south of Cape Cod. So there in Provincetown, Massachusetts, before they set one foot on American soil, the pilgrims, as I say, made world history and one of the most remarkable documents of history to paraphrase Winston Churchill, and wrote up this agreement for self-government. It became the first step in the ultimate creation of the Declaration of Independence and the U.S. Constitution. World history was made on November 11th, 1620 by this group of religious outcasts. The Mayflower Compact, uh, and I've been there, I've been to Plymouth Rock. You see the rock, it says 1620 right on the rock. Uh, but, But the left, has a counter agenda. They've, they're now producing, in fact, Harvard University is behind this anti-Mayflower, anti-Christian movement to create what they call the 1619 Project because heaven forbid we can't have the values of the pilgrims that began in 1620. They wanna turn the clock back to 1619 when America was a better place without all that Christianity. And they wanna teach revisionist history as if you know, 1619 had better values than Christianity. And so we should be promoting that in our public schools and not teaching what the pilgrims believed. They are censoring our actual history in in the name of something that didn't really exist before then. 1619 was the year in which in Jamestown, unfortunately, the first African-Americans came over uh, as enslaved persons. So they're counting 1619, this is the year slavery began. And they basically in the 1619 project, which we rebut in the city on a hill when talking about Virginia, basically the 1619 project postulates that America was created for the purpose of slavery. Slavery was incompatible with the ideals of the founding fathers. Uh, in fact, Abraham Lincoln, you know, he points this out in his, uh, you know, uh, Gettysburg Address, he says four score and seven years ago, do the math from 1863 going backwards, uh, four score, that's 80, and seven years ago, four score and seven years ago, uh, that brings you back to when? It brings you back to 1776 when the founding fathers wrote up the Declaration of Independence, or they approved the Declaration of Independence, and basically that document says that all men are created equal. All men are created equal. That's incompatible with with slavery. 
And believe me, a lot and of the And liberty founders, is incompatible with slavery. Uh, absolutely. Not only did Lincoln, but even the Declaration of Independence in 1776 was an anti-slavery document if God gave everybody liberty. That's very true. And in fact, even in the first draft that Thomas Jefferson wrote, uh, there's a lengthy section in there where he denounces slavery and he even uses the word Christian. He said, how can a Christian king, you know, uh, have this practice where people are being stolen, you know, from Africa and, and they're brought over in slavery and, you know, enslaved and all this kind of stuff. And the, the, the draft committee, the, the five men that were chosen to deal with the, the, the document that we know now as the Declaration of Independence, they felt that, look, we want all of the states, you know, all of the 13 colonies to agree to this document. We want a unified front. We can address this grievance later. And, and they did, you know, in, in ultimately in the Civil War. But they, they felt like if we become a nation first, then we can address that issue later. And not only that, the founders get virtually no credit for this, but when the Constitution was written, uh, you know, in 1787, so 11 years after the Declaration of Independence, when it was written, it had as one of its stipulations that the slave trade would stop 20 years after this document goes into effect. Chaps, I want you to know that when they wrote that in 1787, they were writing something in advance of William Wilberforce's godly Christian anti-slavery crusade, which took him 50 years, 50 years of his life spent fighting against slavery as a member of parliament in, uh, I'm not saying he was a member of parliament for 50 years, he was a no, member it, of parliament. No, it was the Christians. It was the Christians Absolutely. in London who freed the slaves in Britain, and it was right. the Christians, uh, we gotta take a short break, but okay. the Christians here in America, including um, Charles Finney, who led the great campaigns, the Second Great Awakening, brought about the preaching that resulted in the freeing of the slaves in the 1860s. Uh, more with Jerry Newcomb right after this. Hi, I'm Dr. Chaps. I wanna introduce my friend, Mike Lindell, who wants to help support our ministry and the work of PIJN News. Uh, Mike, what do you think? Well, I think everybody out there, y'all need to get behind Pray in Jesus' Name's ministry. Dr. Chaps here, but this great ministry needs your support and you, can, you should donate to it. You can also use your promo code PRAYNEWS and anything you're getting from my pillow with big discounts, a lot of those proceeds are coming right back. I'm going to put them right back into this, into your amazing charity and show. My employees and I are excited to announce it's our 20th anniversary. And to celebrate, we're bringing you a limited edition MyPillow. The Giza Elegance MyPillow is made with the most amazing cotton. Two-inch pipe gusset comes in four custom loft levels, and it's machine washable and dryable. When I got my pillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported in the line. That's why we've been around for 20 years because my pillow works. 
Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, only $19.98. With my 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Sleep well, America! To celebrate the new year, we're having the biggest sale ever on overstock clearance and brand new products. For example, save 60% on our Goose Down Comfort the best comforters ever. They go perfectly with our MyPillow bed sheets and duvet covers. Save 25% on our brand new kitchen towels. They're made with the same technology as our famous My Towels. Our initial quantities are extremely low, so get them now before they go. Our seasonal flannel sheets are finally in. You save up to 50% and they sell out fast every year, so order now. They're truly the best flannel sheets you'll ever sleep on. Or save up to 80% on all our clearance items. And this is where it gets even better. For a limited time, your entire order ships absolutely free. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use that promo code to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. And for a limited time, your order ships absolutely free. Stay tuned for the end of our show to learn how to partner with this ministry. Here's Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps. Jerry, bring us forward a little bit to like uh, uh, 1820s, the Second Great Awakening happens. 1830s, Charles Finney is preaching on horseback throughout New York and throughout the Northeast. Uh, 1850s, he starts, uh, and he is one of the first presidents of Oberlin University, the first American college that admitted women and blacks. And then he writes to Abraham Lincoln, just like two weeks before the Emancipation Proclamation, and he says, this is your duty, the greatest preacher in American history, Charles mm -hmm. Finney, this is your duty to free the slaves because it is unchristian to have slavery. Abraham Lincoln does not write back, but he does free the slaves. And the entire uh, abolitionist movement to abolish slavery began in the evangelical movement. Oh, totally. These were the Christians yes. who wanted to free the slaves. There was a very strong fellow that we want to give credit to, too, and he is our sixth president, the son of John Adams, John Quincy Adams, the hellhound against slavery. Uh, this man was the only, in fact, this is one point that we bring out in our documentary called We the People, but uh, uh, John Quincy Adams was the only president that actually ran for Congress after he got out of the presidency so we could keep working against slavery. And in fact, he was there when Abraham Lincoln was a congressman. This is, you know, going back to the 1820s and so forth. He was a congressman and he, he did a brain dump, as one of our guests puts it, <laughs> into, into uh, Abraham Lincoln in terms of how we've got to fight against slavery. But, but the founders were the first where in the right in the Constitution itself, within 20 years of this document going into effect, the slave trade will be abolished. What I was trying to say earlier about William Wilberforce, his 50-year crusade was in two phases. Phase one, abolish the slave trade. The founders beat Wilberforce to it in, in America. Britain. In, in Britain. Right. And, and phase two was to, to free the slaves in Britain. Now, of course, in America's case, unfortunately, because of entrenched interests, uh, you know, it was the Civil War that resulted. But as Abraham Lincoln said, you know, in his second inaugural address, who knows, maybe 
this scourge of this civil war is God's punishment against us for 250 or whatever years of unrequited toil. And uh, so, you know, he probably was right. You know, it was like, who knows the purposes of the Almighty, but he was punishing us. But here's the bottom line, chaps. Slavery's been illegal in America since the 1860s. And people are acting now, you know, on some of these cable channels as if it's still there or as if the Jim Crow laws still stalk the land and so forth. And and that's just not accurate. In fact, people like Carol M. Swain, you know, African-American scholar and so forth, says, yeah, there was systemic racism. But frankly, you know, since the time of the Civil Rights uh, Acts and so forth in the 1960s, you know, you have racism here and there, but it's not systemic. And so what the left is trying to do is essentially tear it all down because of what happened hundreds of years ago. And what are they going to do? Create a Marxist utopia? Hey, you know what you know what utopia means in Greek? <laughs> no place. There is no place where the Marxists have taken over and it results in any kind of utopia, anything pleasant for yeah, anybody. Well, other obviously, than the- we condemn racism, and and Absolutely. although it is a thing of it's the past, we need to be vigilant so it doesn't creep back into our institutions. Absolutely, uh, you know, we disagree with, and it, I think racists in America, the the they're, they're they're vilified and rightly so, right? But they're in such a fringe movement that they no longer control the institutions of government, uh, whether you're the Democrat Party who, who promotes civil rights or the Republican Party who actually freed the slaves. Uh, I, I think the the politic, 95% of our politicians are, are you know, pretty much on board, uh, maybe 100% that slavery is bad, that racism is bad, uh, but the left wants to keep bringing this back up because it gives them power. I think that's exactly right. And uh, as Alveda King says in, in our programs, one of these uh, documentaries, she makes the point that uh, that her uncle, Martin Luther King, used to say, and that is there really is only one race. It's the human race. There's different pigments. But think about this. In Acts chapter 17, verse 26, the Lord made all people from one man. And so we're all ultimately brothers and, and you know, in that sense. Uh, so the fact of the matter is, it is, as you say, the, for the pursuit and the love of power that uh, sometimes, you know, bad things in America's past are, you know, are brought up again and again and again, where there's no forgiveness. Cancel culture has no forgiveness. There's no grace extended. It's almost like, let's define America as the worst things it ever did way back when, you know, and it's always that way. No, no, we have a great future with God's help. If we get back on track and just remember these two key phrases, we have self-rule under God. And the left is at war with both of those elements. The under God, oh my goodness, you know, separation of church and state. You could say there's a separation of the institution from the church, from the institution of the state. Hey, but you, you get Jerry, we only have we only have one minute left. Would you close us with a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, you did a great work, in my humble opinion, in constitutional system and, and in producing the Constitution, which is now used in other countries all around the world, but the religious freedom that we had, and it led to unparalleled success. But now there are those that want to destroy these things. So we pray, oh God, that you would revive the work of your hands just as Chaplin mentioned Harvard, this Christian institution, as it was founded in 1636, it needs to be revived. 
Lord, please revive the United States of America and its people for your honor and glory in the name of Jesus, amen. Amen, our guest has been Dr. Jerry Newcomb, providenceforum.org. Our website is PrayInJesusName.org. We need your support. Your This is a viewer-sponsored show. Would you please donate today with a max donation, whatever you can afford. Give today at PrayInJesusName.org. You can also give by telephone or just call us for prayer. It's free at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.